It was back in Berkeley, the days of my youthful exploration, where the strings of my first serious relationship attached. I met Emily at a coding event. In a room full of tech enthusiasts and like-minded individuals, it was Emily who caught my attention. She had this spark, something indefinable, an instant connection sprung between us. It was probably the excitement of shared interests, the shared thrill of unravelling codes and transforming abstract ideas into something tangible. Perhaps it was our mutual thirst for knowledge that sowed the seeds of our bond. Soon, Emily became more than just a coding mate. She became an integral part of my life. A part that played Mozart as I stayed up late on coding nights, a part that held intellectual debates about AI ethics, and planted in me the awareness for conscientious tech development. With her, each day was challenging and rewarding, a journey of shared growth. Our relationship was more like an equation, where we both were constants, and our experiences together, the variables. Fast forward to a much-awaited Valentine's Day. Away from the monitor lights and the whirlwind of codes, we ventured out on a hike, culminating in a wilderness picnic. It was a day of laughter and a shared love of the beauty of the natural world. Fresh air filled our lungs, and the open sky stretched endlessly above us, just us two amidst the vast wilderness, a perfect memory frozen in time. The day marked a milestone on our journey together. We'd already solved numerous coding problems, and now, here we were, solving hiking trails, scaling heights together, both literally and metaphorically. Emily was there with me, in every high, every low, in every turn. Her presence wove a sense of warmth, a comfort that often acted as a balmy respite from the everyday rigour of our tech world. This wilderness picnic echoed the journey we had embarked on together, a mix of climbs and descents, but all with a sense of shared understanding and bonding. As love stories often go, ours had its climax too. In the midst of our comfortable bubble, a rude awakening was awaiting us. We graduated from Berkeley and were set on diverging paths. Our parameters began to change, and our equation couldn't hold any more. It was never the question of love, but the pressures of the impending real world that led us to part ways. We bade each other farewell, each set on a new journey, our paths diverging, yet our shared memories sealed in the time capsule of our relationship. It's funny how sometimes the most robust codes crack under unforeseen circumstances, rendering the fail-proof systems obsolete. You see, that was Emily and me, a robust system that failed under the pressures of reality. But just like an outdated code, we continued to persist in our memories, our shared experiences, and the parts of ourselves that we carried forward to new horizons. Our bond was something that couldn't be deleted forever, enduring in some corner of our hearts just like traces of an old deleted file on a hard disk. San Francisco, a city that was now more than just a postcard backdrop for a flourishing tech enthusiast. Its streets held secrets, stories of late-night brainstorming sessions, of clicking keyboards echoing in silicon alleys, but for me, they held something more personal, a new yet impactful relationship. It all started at a tech meetup, an otherwise bland gathering of tech aficionados and coders armed with startlingly high caffeine levels and sleepy eyes. It was there that I met Olivia, a co-enthusiast whose mind mirrored the vibrancy of the city. Our common love for technology was evident, but with time, our shared interests gave birth to something less algorithmic and more emotional. With Olivia, the city came alive, 
transforming from a tech hub to a playground of shared experiences. The sharp city lights softened, reflecting on the glassy surfaces of the towers around us, mirroring the warm bond that we formed. The city played a silent witness as we navigated our relationship amidst startup plans, debates, late-night drives, and cosy coffee breaks. We would often escape the cityscape, retracing the trails of Mount Diablo, surrendering ourselves to the quiet of the wilderness. It was amid these adventures that the depth of our bond became apparent, our conversations transitioning from semicolons, codes and bugs, to whispered secrets, shared dreams and comforting silences. But as they say, the city never sleeps, and the cacophony of my professional life soon clashed with the tranquil symphony we had woven. Our attempts at keeping the discord at bay fell flat. Olivia and I, we couldn't keep up with the demands of our blooming careers and our relationship. The city, which had stood witness to our union, now observed us parting ways. The realisation of the end tasted bitter, and navigating San Francisco without Olivia added an eerie loneliness to the otherwise humming city. But as much as endings hurt, they are a part of the metamorphosis of life, an uncomfortable yet inevitable transformation. Olivia, the city and I, we all underwent our respective transformations. It's funny how relationships leave an imprint on you, adding new lines of code to your existing programming, influencing your future processing. Yes, Olivia and our shared adventures were now an indelible memory etched in the living code of my life. Nostalgia is a strange thing. It tends to paint the past in rose hues. And just like that, recognising old patterns, I found myself drawn to Yunju. Now, Yunju wasn't new to me. We were childhood friends, our moms were best friends. We had grown up together until my family moved to the US. She was the still point of my turning world when I returned to Seoul. Our encounter in a quaint local cafe was a chance, not design. The aroma of brewing coffee was intertwined with the warm familiarity of childhood reminiscences for both of us. Your past has a way of catching up, I guess. The comfort of that familiarity was welcomed in the whirlpool of uncertainties that was my journey in Seoul. As we began to spend more time together, our bond grew more profound, and the memories started bridging the space of a decade we had spent apart. We began exploring the city's cultural and food scenes, relishing the myriad of flavours Seoul had to offer, and unravelling the stories tucked in its narrow alleys. From trying the lip-smacking street food, to soaking in varying hues of lights at the Lotta World Tower, from chilly bites of Pat Bingsu to the calming aroma of the serene tea houses. It was as if we were reliving our childhood. Yunju was brilliant. Her understanding of the world around her, her empathy and her passion for social work were too real to ignore. Yet between jokes, meals, laughter and debates, somewhere amid the bustle of soul, we found ourselves standing at the dawn of a relationship. I still remember the night of our first kiss under Soul's autumn night sky. It was unexpected, kind of spontaneous, like a jigsaw piece falling in place on its own accord. The night had draped the city in a dreamy hue, and in that moment, with the soft, comforting backdrop of the city, it felt right to cross that line and embrace what had grown quietly but persistently between us. Would it last? I didn't know. I didn't care to guess. Right then, it just felt right honest and pure, a comforting bubble amid the surrounding chaos. Yet, despite the warm familiarity that bloomed between Yunju and I, 
the unrelenting force of my passion for Neural Nest pulled at me. The drive that had fueled my return to Seoul, had sparked my dreams, and given me countless sleepless nights, was now challenging this newfound alliance. Relationships I've bemoaned too often was not my forte. This had become my reality, reiterated in every city I'd lived in, every relationship I had stumbled upon. As a technopreneur, you're constantly walking a tightrope, juggling your personal life and grappling with the incessant demands of building a startup. The stress of long nights, endless discussions, investor meetings, and the looming threat of failure hanging over the head like a pendulum was at times overwhelming. It's difficult to express the chaos to someone outside the landscape, the inexplicable push and pull that comes with the life of a startup founder, exuding exhilarating joy at times and borderline desolation at others. Even as I was building Neural Nest with all my might, seeking to create something impactful, I realized that it was altering my relationships in ways I hadn't anticipated, the damages often becoming experiential collateral damages in my relentless pursuit. My first love, Emily, Olivia, and now Yunju, they had all been unwitting passengers on this turbulent journey. My conversations with Yunju, initially filled with childhood reminiscences, light-hearted jokes, and mutual discoveries, started wilting under the weight of my entrepreneurial preoccupations. But the blunt truth was, the rough tides of the startup journey never ceases. The unpredictable startup storm kept brewing, pushing personal predicaments to the curb. Slowly, the light that had sparkled in Yunju's eyes whenever she saw me began to dim. The laughter, the shared silence, the warm hugs, they all started to become occasional, then sparse. Lost amidst the startup chaos, even love seemed to wane. In Seoul, my birthplace and home, I was once again touched by the harsh reality of strained relationships in the face of my entrepreneurial journey. Yet again, in the profound silence of my apartment, looking over the glittering silhouette of Seoul, I found myself grappling with the harsh reality, another end of a relationship that had begun with so much promise and hope. With a heavy heart, Yunju and I decided to part ways, leaving another relationship unfinished, another chapter in my love life inexplicably intertwined with my startup journey, was prematurely closed, leaving a trail of what could have been. Love, or rather the pursuit of it, seemed to hover around me like an elusive shadow, escaping my grasp every time I reached out. The city life in New York was a stark contrast to my life in Seoul, yet it was oddly familiar. Following the same analogy, I met Lisa, a like-minded entrepreneur at a startup event offering a sense of profound familiarity amidst the humbling unfamiliarity. The sight of the city skyline from the Neuronest office always excited me, reminding me of the unending possibilities and fulfilling my dream of bringing AI to everyday lives. We started dating, and like every other entrepreneur couple, our dates often spanned from coffee brainstorming sessions to long strategy walks in Central Park. The fast-paced nature of the city seeped into our lives influencing not only our work, but also our relationship. Yet in the sporadic quiet moments, like those unforgettable sunsets we watched in the tranquility of the Catskills, we found solace in each other. We celebrated the little victories life bestowed upon us, like the time we secured Series B funding for Neural Nest. However, being in the thick of the rapid ecosystem, I realised just how challenging it was to maintain a personal life while preparing for a startup's takeoff. No partner can be fully prepared to sail in the turbulent waters of an entrepreneur's life. 
the long solitary nights, my complete immersion in unraveling the latest AI breakthroughs, made me understand that the entrepreneurial world is not everyone's playground. As much as I yearned for normalcy, something as simple as a candlelit dinner, the long hours, countless video conferences and the tight deadlines took their toll. Like clockwork, my relationship with Lisa began to show signs of strain, tensions that were all too familiar. I was left grappling with a feeling of deja vu when Lisa and I decided to break up due to my overwhelming startup stress. My personal life seemed to be mirroring the cyclic patterns of the tech world, an iterative process of coding, testing, debugging and repeating. This time, in the city of dreams, amidst the startup storm, I found myself once more at the crossroads of my personal and professional life. Despite the hurdles, the dream to revolutionize AI intensity kept pushing me forward on the path I had willingly chosen, a journey that was lonely yet fulfilling in its unprecedented ways. My pursuit of progress often took me to the precipitous edge of emotional drain. While my venture soared high, my personal life awaited a stable landing. I was captivated by Lisa's shimmering optimism and her entrepreneurial spirit, which let her tackle life head-on. But soon the euphoria was replaced by a somber reality. My burgeoning startup dreams started to overshadow our shared laughter, our coffee-tinted brainstorms, and our tranquil walks. The increasing demands of Neural Nest rapidly poured over into our personal domain, eroding the delicate balance between our love and work. My bursting schedule, filled with stakeholder meetings, engineering hurdles, and an incessant chase for perfection, started overshadowing the simple pleasures. The pressure narrative became complex. My excitement to revolutionize AI universe constantly clashed against my yearning for tranquility. The latency in our conversation, the forced smiles, the palpable unease, it was indicative of a code riddled with bugs. As the relational bugs piled up, our ability to debug started waning. Lisa echoed my sentiments. The crushing entrepreneurial pressure was splitting us apart. A crumbling Jenga tower under the weight of misplaced priorities. It seemed history was repeating itself, with the characters changing but the plot remaining the same. I found myself at a junction, again pitted between nurturing my startup and preserving my relationship. I was thrown back into a labyrinth, a looping code, a process so iterative of the highs and lows of tech entrepreneurship. The burden of the decision weighed heavily on me. It felt like a server overloading with user requests during peak traffic. The echoes of my past relationships reverberated, and it appeared my fragile love life was the collateral damage of my ambitious endeavours. I was living two lives, one brimming with AI breakthroughs that brought me global recognition, and the other, my profound personal sacrifices, pain, and turmoil, silently bookmarked in the heart's memory. Despite my desperate attempts to recompile the code of our relationship, the recurring errors forced us to log out. Lisa and I decided to part ways. We hit the breakpoint. Our relationship crushed under the weight of my ceaseless startup stress. Once again, I found myself at the crossroads, with my startup on one side and my fading personal life on the other. I shook off the heavy cloak of agony, for the desire to make AI universally accessible was too loud to be muffled by the whisperings of heartache. Though the path was scoured with personal sacrifices, I continued my quest, a lonely caterpillar yearning to be a butterfly in the grand realm of artificial intelligence. My relationship landscape, it appeared, 
was a mere mirror to this circuitously iterative startup life. Every relationship code I executed was interspersed with bugs, some I overcame, some that kept looping back. The irony was that every bug took me closer to being a better entrepreneur, but drifted me further apart from my shared laughter, my conversations, from my very own love life. This unmistakable echo of my past relationships had now become the relentless rhythm of my life, resonating across the international datelines from Berkeley to Seoul, and now to New York. All it seemed I was left with was an operating system brimmed with AI breakthroughs and globally celebrated victories, running parallel to a user interface recording profound personal sacrifices and silent turmoil. Despite the repeated crashing of my relational programs, I ironically continued to iterate, to debug, to decode, be the issue related to a silicon chip or a beating heart. The entrepreneurial journey, as I experienced, was a mix of sweet victories and sudden voids, of celebrated breakthroughs and silent breakdowns. It struck me I was leading two contrasting lives tucked behind the same identity, Chris Kim. On one side, I was edging closer to my dream of making AI ubiquitous, leading an AI startup recognized globally. But on the other, I was a lone voyager, dealing with the aftershocks of emotional tremors that my startup milestones invariably threw in my direction. When Lisa and I decided to part ways, the silence of the moment felt like hitting a breakpoint in a code that signaled the nearing end of our shared script. My rapid entrepreneurial journey had, once again, crushed a relationship under its weight, just like it had done in the past. I stood at the familiar dusty crossroads, my footprints fading into the past, my gaze fixed on the uncertain horizon, my heart pounding with the echoes of heartache, but my spirit not broken, not just yet. Despite the setbacks, despite the trials, despite the repeated heartaches, my journey continued. In the grand realm of artificial intelligence, I persisted, a solitary silhouette against the mesmerizing twilight of an innovative world. Sometimes, I wondered if it was the price an entrepreneur paid for dreaming, a touch of remarkable global recognition in exchange for profound personal sacrifices. For in my relentless pursuit for achieving the impossible, I had perhaps ignored the possible, a chance at shared laughs, at shared dreams, at shared love. But as I always believed, life was iterative, debugging was possible, errors were phases of learning and recompiling was the testament of resilience. True, the scars of the past lingered, but they were also the reminders of my adaptability, my survival tactics, my unique identity. Me. In the grand scheme of the AI universe, I was an essential fragment, devising, decoding, developing. Despite the personal trials, I internalized the stress, the setbacks, the heartaches as part of a larger narrative, a narrative where I played many roles, a son, a brother, a friend, a leader, a visionary, and at the heart of it all, Chris Keem, the dreamer striding into the bigger dreams. Plunging back into the whirlwind of my startup ventures, each accomplishment felt like a shot of adrenaline, fueling my exerted spirit. Anxiety gnawed at me, but the bittersweet symphony of success provided some solace. For at every crossroad, at every turning point, I was reminded of why I started in the first place. My vision to universalize AI, to bring about a tech revolution, to democratize the AI landscape, that was my raison d'etre.